Fragments of Fright Volume 3 is here. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. <laughs> If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Bedroom Window When I was in high school back in the 1970s, I lived in a two-story house in western Michigan. Back then, black lights were a big thing. If you don't know what a black light is, it's a type of light that emits mostly ultraviolet light and gives off a violet glow. Under a black light, certain colors practically erupt with radiance. My room was covered in blacklight posters, which were made to glow magnificently when the blacklight was on. I didn't live too far from school and would always walk to and from. One day when I was on my way home from school, I looked up at my bedroom window and could clearly see the violet hue of the blacklight shining in my room. I could even see one of my blacklight posters all lit up. This was unusual because I never turned the blacklight on during the day, so obviously I didn't turn it on that morning. I'm an only child, so the only other people who could have turned it on were my mom and dad. My mom and dad didn't get home from work until well after I was home from school. My dad always left for work before I even woke up, so the only person who could have turned the light on was my mom. When she returned home from work, I asked her if she flipped that light on. She said no, mentioning that she hadn't even gone into my room that day. Back in those days, fast cars and sexy girls took up the majority of my mind, so even though it was strange, I didn't think too much about it. That is, until a week later. Now, any red-blooded 1970s high school boy knows that if you have a black light, you have to have a strobe light, too. And the next week, when I was walking home from school, I could see the rhythmic flashes of light coming from my bedroom window. My strobe light was on. I absolutely had not turned that thing on before I left for school, and again I confirmed with my mother that it wasn't her either. To say this seemed bizarre was an understatement. I told some of my friends about the experiences. One girl I knew named Tabitha suggested we have a seance in my room. She was big into the occult and supernatural things. I talked a couple of my buddies into taking part in it, and the four of us went up to my bedroom one day after school. The girl instructed us to sit in a circle and join hands. She then lit a small candle in the center of us. From there she closed her eyes and began chanting in some language that didn't make sense to me. When she finally stopped, she said nothing else for a long time. She just sat there with her eyes closed. We all listened to the silence. It was strange how noiseless it was. We couldn't hear any natural sounds coming from outside. We, 
couldn't even hear ourselves breathing. It was eerie. Finally, she spoke. Show yourself to us. We know you are here. I demand that you show yourself to us now. Suddenly, the room became frigidly cold. I I swear I could see my own breath. And then, without warning, the candle in the middle of the circle blew out. It was only then that I could hear myself breathing and noticed ambient sound around us again. So strange. And the next day, as I walked home from school and approached my house, I peered up at my window and I froze. There was somebody standing in my bedroom window staring out at me. It was a girl. She was small and had long, dark hair. She appeared to be wearing a white gown. I'll never forget her face because it was featureless. I blinked and she was gone. That night I woke up at 2.30 in the morning to take a leak. I walked to the bathroom, did my thing, and started back for my bedroom. When I stepped up to my bedroom doorway, I halted in fear. There was a streetlight outside casting a subtle glow onto my bed. I could see the unmistakable shape of a person underneath the blankets which were wrapped tightly around them. I could clearly make out their torso and the shape of their head. It was at this point that I freaked out and ran downstairs. I slept on the couch that night and the next day, I turned the downstairs guest bedroom into my new bedroom. My old upstairs bedroom was now the new guest bedroom. I never went up there again unless it was absolutely necessary. Even when I did, I made sure I wasn't alone. After that, every once in a while, on my way home from school, when I'd look up at that bedroom window, I'm not kidding when I say I would see a dark shadow-like figure moving around up there. I was relieved when we moved out of that house the following year. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash audiobooks. The Drainage Pipe I'm a high school tomboy. Other girls obsess about makeup and fashion, but I honestly could not care less. I find makeup to be a waste of time, and fashion to me is a pair of blue jeans and an oversized t-shirt. Since I don't relate to most girls, I don't have many friends. Which is fine with me. Being a loner makes it easy for me to enjoy my passion, which is the outdoors. I love hiking down trails, fishing, and climbing trees. I live in a small neighborhood that borders a large, abundant forest. It's that forest where I have spent the majority of my young life. It's not uncommon for me to come home from school, go directly to the woods, and not come home until dark. 
Normally, that wasn't an issue for my parents. They knew the kind of person I was and supported my passions. Ultimately, they just wanted me to be happy, but recently they had forbidden me to go into the woods. This was due to recent terrifying happenings in our area. A few weeks ago, every chicken from one of our neighbor's chicken coop vanished without a trace. Two weeks back, a rancher down the road said that three of his cows disappeared. Again, no sign as to what happened to them. And then last week, our next-door neighbor's son went missing. His name was Ron. He was an outdoor enthusiast not unlike me. He liked to hunt. His parents said he went into the woods to do some squirrel hunting and was never seen again. The only thing they found was his gun. It had not been fired. I'll admit the disappearances were alarming, but I promised my parents I would just climb some nearby trees within view of the house if they let me go outside. But they declined. I huffed and puffed, went to my bedroom and locked the door. Minutes later, I opened my window and climbed outside. I couldn't be cooped up in the house. I needed some fresh air. Out of respect for my parents, I wouldn't go into the woods. I'd just take a walk down the road for a mile or so and come back. I walked down the road in the direction away from the neighborhood. The road winded its way through the forest, and in the direction I was going, there were no houses nearby. The only sounds I could hear were from the abundance of life within the forest. It was kind of like being in the forest without technically stepping a foot within. After a mile, I stopped and sat down on the section of road that passed over a small creek. There was a concrete drainage pipe that went under the road. I sat down and dangled my feet in front of the drainage pipe. I decided I wouldn't stay long. I felt a little guilty defying my parents and going out anyway. And I knew they'd worry if they went into my room and I wasn't there. I was just about to get up and head back home when I saw something amazing. It was a blue crawdad. Blue crawdads were incredibly rare in the region. I had never seen one before. I caught just a glimpse of it as it staggered over the dried creek bed and then disappeared out of sight into the drainage pipe. I had to see it better. I jumped down into the creek bed, bent down, and stared into the drainage pipe. I could see the blue crawdad moving along at a leisurely pace, but it was too dark within the pipe to see him well. My plan was just to let him walk through it, and I'd get to see him clearly once he exited out of the other side, but unfortunately he stopped right in the middle of the pipe and just sat there. I waited impatiently for several minutes, and then decided I could expedite the situation if I crawled in after it. The drainage pipe was on the small side, but I was a skinny girl. I was confident I could fit in there. I got on my hands and knees and squeezed myself into the cramped pipe. Once inside, I realized that it was much snugger than I expected. As my stomach dragged the floor of the pipe, my back was scraping against the top. I was skinning up my elbows as I slowly pushed myself forward, but the reward would be worth it. This was a rare creature that I would likely never get a chance to see again in this area. I was probably a yard away from the elusive blue crawdad when it scurried at a blistering pace away from me and exited out of the other end of the drainage pipe. Damn! I hurried after it, moving as fast as I could, and then came to an abrupt stop. In my haste to catch the blue crawdad, 
I moved my arms and legs in a way that wedged me tightly inside the drainage pipe. I was stuck. Boy, was I stuck. My elbows were under my chest. My back was plastered against the cold, damp ceiling of the pipe. The more I moved around, the tighter I jammed myself inside the pipe. It got to the point that I couldn't move at all. I was clogged inside the drainage pipe. I was sandwiched in so tight that it was difficult for me to breathe. My lungs just didn't have the room to fully expand. I felt like I was being crushed. There was no way I was going to be able to get out of there without any help. And honestly, I had gotten myself lodged in there in such an immovable way, I wasn't confident that I could get free even with assistance. All I could do was scream, and scream I did. I screamed and shouted until I was hoarse, and my voice left me. I was trapped and nobody was coming to rescue me. It's possible they would never find me until my body decayed enough for a rush of water on a rainy day to push my remains through. I laid there defeated as I stared out of the hole at the other end of the drainage pipe. The sun had just begun to go down when I noticed something entering the drainage pipe in front of me. It was strange. It looked like a lumpy ball of grape jelly, but it was moving. It was inching along much like a slug, but it was moving fast, and it was moving toward me. Within seconds, it was inches from my face. It stopped as if observing me as much as I was observing it. I watched on as its slimy body expanded in and out as if it were breathing. Then it began to emit a slight guttural sound as if growling. The growling continued for a few seconds, and then it attacked. It launched its gelatinous body onto my face and expanded, covering my entire head. It was wet and gooey. It smelled like a combination of potting soil and cough syrup. I didn't notice any mouth-like features on the blobby creature, but it absolutely felt like it had needle-like teeth pressing down into my flesh. Minutes later, my entire body was enveloped by the mucus monster and I felt like I was on fire. The last thing I thought before my organs stopped functioning was that I had jammed myself into that drainage pipe to see a rare creature and got a lot more than I bargained for. Now I'd just be another missing person, but probably not the last. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. I have some exciting news. 
You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit maniacontheloose.com slash store That's maniacontheloose.com slash store